Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive. Hello and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. I'm Rachel Marshall and my co-host Bruce Wainer is with me as well this morning. Bruce, good morning. Good morning, Rachel. As we get into uh, our um, discussion with James, I want people to remember what I said a couple of podcasts ago. Uh, everybody think there, thinks there's a secret sauce when it comes to doing anything in life. And really, um, what it really comes down to, in my opinion, is relationships and surrounding yourself with the, with the proper amount of people who have some of the answers, but not all the answers, but they teach you how to find the answers. And I'm really excited that we're going to share somebody I believe that helps people find the answers for what they're trying to accomplish in their lives. And so we're really excited to talk to James today and, and, and uh, have him, have you, you're really going to feel uh, his energy in the podcast today. Absolutely. Well, James Smiley, welcome to the show this morning. Hello, hello. What is going on? Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you. Appreciate Bruce. Appreciate all your followers out there and um, would love to add some big value to your guys' day today. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Well, today we're going to be talking about making money online quickly and anything else that you want to share as well. Um, but what we're going to do today, I want to share a little bit just about you and why we're having you on the show here. So we're talking with James Smiley, who has done a lot in the entrepreneurial world. And so we're going to talk about how he got started, built his business, and really what every entrepreneur needs to know about building the greatest impact in the world by making money online quickly. It's not just about making money, but it's really about being able to have that great impact in the world and be able to reach that true point of significance and having a great impact. So he has worked with funnels and webinars and coaching, consulting, and wherever you are right now, whether you are in that space or whether you're wanting to be in that space, we're going to help you really figure out how to get your expertise out in the world. So I'm going to let James tell you his story, but just a little um, sneak peek here. He's led zero to 20 million growth for two different companies. He's been part of a Silicon Valley um, SaaS IPO. He's consulted for some of the Fortune, three of the Fortune 10 companies. Um, he's built seven and eight figure funnels, including one that was a webinar of 1.7 million. So he has, um, he's not just talking the talk. He's not just giving you great ideas, but there's a lot of practical life lessons that he's actually walked through and figured out personally. And so that's what we're going to be talking with you about today. So James, again, officially, welcome to the show today. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. It's interesting, like when you, um, when you summarize or like look at somebody's headlines, like it doesn't matter really who it is. Like um, it's easy. I just want to let everyone know, like it's easy to make headlines and stuff like that. But um, you know, mixed in with that is about 200,000 failures. And so that's really <laughs> what this, what this, you know, life is about for, for all the followers, right? Like, um, you might hear something like that, or some of you might hear that and go, that's not that much, but it doesn't matter. Right. Like, like some of you, um, whoever you look, you look up to just know, like with every headline you read, there's literally thousands of failures that that person made it through. And that's, Absolutely. that's why they're, they're where they are today. Absolutely. And, and so, it's just so interesting that you bring that up because the story arc, if you will, it's not just the beginning point, the I succeeded, but there's this whole journey in, in the process. So why don't you go ahead and walk us through just 
your story from how you became interested in being in entrepreneurship to where you are today. Just bring us through that story arc real quick. Yeah, so really quick. So I grew up in the inner city in, in uh, South Seattle. I grew up in a, a neighborhood called uh, Beacon Hill in Rainier, Rainier Valley, which is like the kind of the suburb minority district of uh, inner city district of Seattle. It's still like one of the worst places to be in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's where I grew up, uh, at least in my most impressionable years. We did move around a lot. My dad was in the military. I was actually born in Germany, in Frankfurt, on a military base. Um, yeah. but, so we moved around a lot. But in my most impressionable years, I was pretty much deep in the hood. So, um, <laughs> like, you know, got got arrested a lot, um, you know, got kicked out of a school. Like, just, like, they're like, yeah, you're, you're out of here. You're not going to our school anymore. Like, mm. um, so, you know, it was just kind of a knucklehead. Um, but... Uh, you know, like when you grow up in that kind of environment, you really, you, you don't, you don't know, but you only know what you know. So like I was, I was, you know, I started realizing like I was influential. I was kind of an entrepreneur, uh, but I didn't really know what that stuff means. Didn't even know how to spell the word entrepreneur. And you right. know, I'm 30, I'm 39. So this was in the nineties. So like, you know, to be an entrepreneur in the nineties and even in the early two thousands, it wasn't cool like it is now. So now it's cool. Cause there's technology to support us. Um, like, you know, ClickFunnels, Dropbox, Shopify, like all these things are there there now. Um, cloud computing, like all this stuff where like mobile apps. But before it was if, like when you told somebody you were an entrepreneur, they were like, what's like, you can't go get a job. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like that was basically <laughs> right. a sign that you didn't go to school and then, you know, like, um, so anyway, um, it wasn't very cool back then, but, um, I hustled really hard. I learned how to sell. Um, I had like multiple jobs in, when I was 13, 14, like paper routes, all kinds of stuff. But long story short, I made my first six figures when I was 20. Uh, I used to work for a company called Nextel. So I like totally like backed my way into this um, job selling B2B. And literally, it was one of those things where I was like, you know what, let's just give this kid a chance. Like he's super ambitious. He has no qualifications to be here, never talked to a business, doesn't know how to sell. But this kid seems like pretty damn ambitious. Let's just give him a job. And um, so honestly, I was on the 90 day out plan. (laughs) Like they were like, Uh, we're going to let this guy go in 90 days for sure. He ain't making a cut. But um, so, you know, I didn't, I didn't have B2B skills. I didn't know how to sell. I never talked to a business owner, but what I, what all I did was I just tried to use logic, you know? And so I just remember like sitting there at my desk, my first day, this is like an epic experience was I learned from an IT person how to use Microsoft Outlook. I I didn't own a laptop. I was from the ghetto. Like I didn't own a laptop. I didn't own a cell phone, nothing like that. And I'm working for a cell phone company. So I started figuring out how to use Outlook. Then this marketing lady came up and said, hey, this is your, 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 your customer list. It's a spreadsheet. And I'm like, I'm so ignorant. Like, I didn't even know. Like, my customers are in a spreadsheet? Like, what? You know, I just didn't, <laughs> yeah. didn't, didn't understand it. So she said, she said, these are addresses, these are phone numbers, and these are emails. She said, well, just call all these people. You have to call 80 people a day. That's your job is to pick up the phone like everyone else. You're, you're dialing for dollars. You're trying to book meetings, and this is the plan. This is how you're going to make it here. And I was like, well, the IT guy just told me about email and here's everyone's email. I was like, why would I not just email these people? And then um, she's like, well, no one wants to get your email. She's like, you know, this is like for like techie kids. Like no one's going to read your email. And I told my boss the same thing. And he was like, dude, like you can try it, but no one's going to check your email. Like no one cares about email. Well, lo lo and behold, so the first day within like, I don't know, 30 minutes, 20 minutes on the job, I sent 8,000 emails through one email 
to, to, to all 8,000 people. And I like grabbed this flyer, like a flyer sitting here on my desk or whatever. And I grabbed it and it was like of a Blackberry, which is the Blackberry just come out. And it was like the most revolutionary thing. And I was like, I don't even know what to write in this email. I'll just write whatever this, because obviously marketing improved this language. I was like, maybe I'll just write this in there. So I just typed it all in, hit send. And long story short, about 20 minutes later, my cell phone rang, my business cell phone rang. And, um, so I answered it and it was somebody who wanted to buy phones. And then five minutes later, it rung again and it rung again and it rung again. And I kid you not. Uh, so my first month I was 318% to quota. My second month I was 200% to quota. My next month I was like 400, I was 380, almost 400% to quota my third month. Nice. And, um, in 10 months I had won like, you know, I was one of the top salespeople in the district. I went to this uh, trip to like, I think it was like Newport beach or Hawaii. I can't remember. I've been to so many trips now, but we went somewhere. And, um, so that like, like using technology and just trying to use my brain, like, um, it was crazy. Cause I was out, to, I was able to outsell people who've been selling for like 30 years, you know, 20 years. And, nice. um, uh, and so, and this showed me like a lot of business is just showing up right? Like if you can get in the door, like you can, you can be amazed how much business you can close. Like you don't know anything. And you know, sometimes people don't want to be sold. <laughs> they just want you to come and tell them what you got, be nice, support them, you know, just say, Hey, I'm going to be here for you. Uh, I got your back no matter what. And just, you show them that support. You always answer your phone. They call. I mean, that's all they want. I remember people mm-hmm. telling me who, you know, I was 21 years old and I remember people telling me or two or three times my age, they're like, you know what? I'm going to buy these hundred phones from you just because you're the only guy when I call you answer the phone of all nice. your competition. You're the only guy who answers the phone every single time I call oh, that's you know, awesome. you're in a meeting, you step out and answer my my call. And so, um, you'd be surprised. Like you get a older in life, you don't value those kind of things, but like, you know, um, so anyway, um, so that's awesome. Well, I yeah, love how so, you just brought in there that you were thinking outside the box. I mean, you definitely also said, Hey, here's the system. Here's what I'm supposed to do. But you, you said, well, here's the objective is sales. Here's the prescribed path to go. And you're saying, Hey, there's probably a better way. So you innovated a better way and you ended up reaching that end goal much quicker because you were thinking outside the box. And I think that's just, I think that's really profound entrepreneurship skill and lesson even there. I just wanted to highlight for a second. Yeah. I mean, this is a time when I was like 98% open rate. So like people were opening emails and no one knew the smartest people in marketing. So supposedly didn't even realize that. And so, um, yeah, but I I went to this, um, sales trip and I, I met a small technology company called Telenav, uh, met their CEO. They only had four or five employees. Um, but they were, they just got a $30 million round of funding with five employees and they were looking to hire, hire uh, somebody to lead sales. These were all like executive kind of people. They didn't want to like travel the country. And so, um, Telenav was, we were the first version of Google maps essentially. Oh wow. Okay. So we, you know, essentially Google maps like took all our stuff and created Google maps. So, um, <laughs> So yeah, so we, we IPO'd that company. I, I joined that company and I joined that company because I was, I led sales for Nextel. Went, I actually went to a meeting that a bunch of people were supposed to go to. And because we're on a sales trip and everyone's hanging out and drinking and partying, like no one went to this meeting because no one wanted to go to this meeting just to get pitched by some sm- mobile app company in 2001 when like no one's buying mobile apps anyway. Like there, was, there wasn't even a smartphone platform. So I was like, why would you go to this meeting? But I was just the young optimistic kid, kind of the, people kind of made fun of me, you know, whatever. They're like, 
oh yeah, you know, Smiley's going to go to that meeting, you know, like he's the perfect kid, you know, whatever. Like um, <laughs> I was just being ambitious, you know, I was just like, yeah, I'll go meet a CEO. Sure. From SiliconValley.com era. Sure. You know? And so I went to meet him and I was the only guy in the room and he ended up recruiting me oh, and wow. it was history from there. You know, um, I hustled really hard. I, I learned all about Silicon Valley. Um, you know, you got to remember like, so a year or two before that, like I was like sleeping on a friend's couch, like, literally just like you know didn't really have a car was like a waiter at a restaurant like living multiple having multiple jobs like you, you know what i mean like from mm -hmm. from that to like you know leading a, a, a multi-million dollar company and being the face of the company you know so i traveled um i traveled the country i ended up getting deals corporate deals with all with four major cell phone companies um, that really catapulted our, 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 our existence as a company, really. Um, I, I ended up training over 12,000 B2B sales reps. Uh, so this would be similar to what we call an a, like a affiliate program now. So mm -hmm. back then, it, it, we, would just, we, we called it like an agent program or master agent program. But it was the same business structure as affiliates. Um, so yeah, I, I recruited a massive army of people who got commissioned to sell our products. And it was over from there. And I, I learned the art of leverage when I was really young from a guy named Jay Abraham. He's still around today. <laughs> um, and uh, I actually learned from Jay Abraham and Chet Holmes. Those were my two like coaches and sad like Chet, Chet, Chet passed away really young. Um, mm. But, um, but Jay's still here. <laughs> and, uh, um, but those were the two guys that really like helped me a lot when I was younger. Um, and oh, so, that's I, awesome. yeah, so I got into consulting and stuff after that. And I ended up, um, I had a, a firm that would hire me to, you know, so I was, doing consulting from anywhere from like 20 to 30 different companies a month. Um, like doing three hour sessions, four hour sessions, two hour sessions, one hour sessions, stuff like that. Um, but, uh, it was, there's a firm called the Tribecta insights group, um, in, in New York. And so they were booking me for all these meetings and I was just consulting dozens of CEOs every month on how to grow their companies on the internet and using email video, um, eventually social media, stuff like that. So. That's excellent. I think we want to get into that, but I'd like to just back up real quickly. So, you know, a lot of times people think it's cliche to say the most important thing is to show up. But I think you've already said that kind of like the most important thing, you know, answer your cell phone. I, I give all my clients, you know, my personal cell phone. I don't want to call the office. I want them to call me personally. Yeah. And people oftentimes, I think they say it can't be that easy, but, but I think it is that easy. Yeah. I really, I really do. So yeah. that, that's the first thing. Now, if you can just get over the fact that it is that easy, uh, I don't know if you know this, but on March 11th is the anniversary of the, um, Silicon Valley.com, uh, crash, uh, oh, yeah. in a couple of weeks, tw the 20 year, 20 year anniversary. So, um, you were living that kind of, uh, at that time, mm -hmm. what things do you see differently that are going on now? And what other things can our listeners, you know, get from you to help them grow their business rather than now they've just shown up, they do return their phone calls, they do pick, they do pick up. What other things that you think uh, can you learn from the past with the dot com crash and then also uh, going forward to, to help our listeners? Yeah. So, like, um, like the ClickFunnels crowd, you know, they've like, I've had um, some people tell me, um, like I've done consulting for ClickFunnels, um, tried to help them sell to Salesforce. Um, like 
I've done consulting for some big companies, hundreds of hundreds of, of Silicon Valley companies. And I'm probably one of the only people, I don't know, maybe the, I've had people say I'm the only person, I don't know, but who's like literally consulted hundreds of solopreneur click funnel people and, and also like hundreds of Silicon Valley companies. Um, and cause it's Which actually unique very, that it's two different, I mean, totally that's two different, different crowds. Yeah. 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 It's totally different. Like one is hustle. That's where you get like hustle and grind. And that's why Gary Vaynerchuk talks about hustle and grind. Cause he has a venture capital company and it's funny. As soon as he started that, then he started talking about hustle and grind. And then you have like the lifestyle people, right? The lifestyle entrepreneurs, the laptop lifestyle that like, these are totally different cultures and people don't realize that, that mm-hmm. like when you're, when, when Gary Vaynerchuk started venture capital, um, a venture capital firm, he doesn't want a lifestyle individual. Like he doesn't want somebody taking his money and going to live on the beach, right? They want you working 20 hours a day. So, mm-hmm. but to, to come back to the question that Bruce answered or asked, I think it's a very valid, uh, very, very good question. Um, I think the, the, the biggest thing uh, in terms of like individuals that, that I think w- that they can take away is number one, um, there is no substitute for adding value and building goodwill. So it doesn't matter like what you do, how good your stuff you think your stuff is or how good it is or how, what kind of track record you have or whatever, like you can become completely inserted into a niche of a niche that somebody has completely locked down that it seems like no one can get in. If you just go in and, and build goodwill and, and add value there, um, there will always be people who will, who will flock to you, you know? Um, and so um, I think that's highly underestimated in an era where people look at their computer screen most more than they ever look at a real face. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so like people say like, um, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm definitely not like in the ClickFunnels community, like a, like a top five person. I mean, I'm not like, like one of my good friends I helped grow, grow was, you know, like Steve Larson and people like that. Like who's, he's like now the right hand man at Russell, Mm -hmm. but like, so I'm not like anywhere near in that crowd, but, um, but but I, I have like in a couple of first last couple of years become like a household name there. Like I'm featured on clickfunnels.com. Like not very many people are, and I'm not a Russell Brunson paid student. It's funny. Like I'm, I'm the only one that has a video testimonial that they've done on me that I'm not like a, a inner circle member of their coaching program, you know? Mm, oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. So, um, but so I, I will say like, so a lot of people said like, well, dude, how did you do that? How, like, wh- wh- what did you like just know Russell better or whatever? And the, the, the real, the thing is like, like I realized like no one was doing um, like not very many people were actually doing like live events, like small live events. Um, this was probably like four years ago in this industry. Um, when ClickFunnels was just starting out and kind of this whole, um, this whole industry that Russell's carving out was really starting. Um, like, everyone's selling stuff online and talking about funnels and all they want. They have all these layers and pages between you and, you know, membership areas and stuff. I'm like, I I guarantee you if I can get 20 people in a room and do that five, six times a year, I will have more, um, goodwill with people. Like I will have more authority because you, because people underestimate you only need like a hundred people following you, like, like Mm -hmm. culturally following you to change like hundreds of thousands of people. Cause people talk about people, you know, like one thing I learned, um, consulting for Facebook Messenger, AT&T is Innovation Center and some of these big companies, there's this thing called a net promoter. And a net promoter is the ultimate in business where it's somebody who will promote you completely for free. Like, um, you know, like I was telling somebody the other day, like there's a difference between these iPod or these Apple earpods and Samsung earbuds, right? And I was like telling somebody the difference. Now they didn't pay me. They didn't, I'm not affiliate. 
but mm-hmm. I literally will promote these because I like them because they yeah. work, you know, and I'm a net, that's a net promoter. So, um, and when you, so w- what I'm saying is one of the most instant ways to build credibility is to stand up in front of people and talk because oh, yeah. number one, not that many people can do it. Okay. Like this instantly separates the real from the fake. Like there are a lot of people who can talk on a video or especially recorded video. Live mm-hmm. video is a whole lot different. Okay. Oh, right. But there are people who figure out live and they're still like not fully there. Um, they can't really add as much value, but they kind of figure out live. But I'm telling you, when you get up in front live in front of people, like there's a difference between on the camera and actually mm-hmm. looking at eyeballs out there. Okay. Oh, there is. Yeah. Like, and when they're looking at you with a pen and paper, you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden the pressure's on. You're like, dude, I better give these guys some value. You know, like they're, they got the pen to the paper and it's not moving, you know? And so <laughs> I better make that pen right. Yeah. So, um, like, and so I just knew like, um, by having these events and then also like, uh, reproducing and re- recasting, multicasting that stuff out, publishing it, putting out content like that. Um, and it's not just like me saying, you know, Hey, um, try this, this, and this in your internet business. But it's like me speaking in front of people, whiteboarding it, or, you know what I mean? It's like a very different level of authority. Mm -hmm. And so I think like, this is an easy way for me to cut through all the noise and say like, man, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is exactly how it played on people's mind, but I think instantly I became like one of 20 versus one of thousands. You know what nice. I mean? Cause not that many people were doing that. So I instantly cut through the noise and then, you know, that allowed people like Russell and people to start like looking at me saying, Hey, who is this guy? Like I never heard of this guy, you know? Um, and then eventually they, they asked me to kind of help them with some stuff. And so, but yeah, I mean, um, but I, so, I mean, that just kind of comes back to like, like not being afraid to get in front of people. And w- one thing I tell people today, even still to, till today is if you still want to break into this market, that is by far the best thing you could do yourself in 2020. If, if you are seriously struggling, is like, you know, just start having local meetings and don't worry as much initially about like how much money can I make or how do I maximize cash flow or whatever. Like I would say definitely be profitable, but, um, but also just focus on adding a ton of value, giving away as much information as you can and reproducing that and re, re, you know, videotaping that and reproducing it because just that alone will set you up for years of success. You know, That's excellent. So it's interesting that we kind of start off with this whole bridge of saying, how do you make money online quickly? And then you're saying, well, really step offline and be able to be live with people first and then take that online. I, am I mm-hmm. hearing you correctly? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's uh, see like number one, you can stream your event live, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it shocks people. It's like, Holy crap. And, and you probably don't want to stream the whole thing just cause like people paid to be there, but you can stream stuff. And I'm telling you, so you got 20 people in the room. Then you got you, the reality is within a few days, you'll, you'll probably have anywhere between 200 to a thousand people watch your live. So that's another thousand people that just saw you speak. So, so your authority level just went to a totally different level. Plus when you reproduce that content, each piece of content might get 500 to a thousand hits and you can, you know, create a hundred or 200 clips. Um, and, and to be honest, like, you know, if you understand the content game, you can, you can reproduce that stuff for years. Like every, 10 months, you can actually post the same stuff and people hit it like it's brand new over and over and over again. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible what you can do. I mean, there's some friends that I have, um, like there's a friend I have in Arizona. I taught him how to do live events. He's done almost a million dollars just doing live events. There's another guy here in Dallas. He did his first live event. He did, um, almost a hundred, I think he did like 115 grand or something like that in his first event. Um, but it's not just about like, I mean, there's a lot of people who did live events who didn't make a lot of money, 
But what they did was they built a lot of brand equity and a lot of loyalty. And, mm. um, and so like, um, you know, within like two or three months, they were able to really accelerate themselves in their career, um, you know, in their online career, um, which let me just say like, you know, people don't, people underestimate like how hard it is to build a converting funnel. Um, mm -hmm. you know, like, like, I know, like, I, I love Russell and he's literally like one of the top five smartest people I've ever been in the room with. But like, like, you know, he'll say like, you know, all oh, this stuff's so easy and whatever. But like when you have red hot traffic, like, yeah, everything's easy, right? Like when you're feeding off that, like, <laughs> you After know, you if, built he, that, if, if he that says brand, go buy yeah. shoelaces, like people are going to buy the Russell Brunson shoelaces. It doesn't matter. Like he's right. so popular and he's so, his stuff is so good. Like it doesn't matter. Like he could say, you know, Hey, I got Russell Brunson Q-tips and like <laughs> Russell Brunson Q-tips, you know, like, um, and he's, he, he deserves it. Like he's built that brand, but like, for people just coming in, there's a lot of noise and, and, and mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to, to just break in and people feel that pressure and they get it overwhelmed and anxious. And, um, like one of the biggest things I tell people is like, if you, when, the moment you start feeling overwhelmed, uh, and there's no clarity. The biggest thing you need to do is get out of the news feeds because you're, these news feeds nowadays will crush you. And I can tell I'm you for sure. it right now, there's no top performer, you know, who spends 30 minutes or hours a day in news feeds. They don't oh, right. need it. They're not they being might marketed go and to. Check. They're not. Yeah, they might go check their own content. Yeah. They yeah. might check see how their students are doing, but they're not in there scrolling hours a day. And that mm -hmm. is that is a massive sign between somebody who's super unproductive and somebody who is like crushing it. Is somebody who's just scrolling those news feeds is is that's that's worse. This is actually statistically true. It's worse than like flipping through the television channels ah, back in the day. So good, so good, and it realize it makes me realize too all those spans of time where I disappear from social media, I do end up having more productivity. So let's, uh, there's so many threads we could pull here. I, I mean, you are definitely sharing so much relevant value. Let's go back for a second. So you were really successful in being able to coach other people. And then how did you turn that into an online business for yourself? Where did that bridge happen? And, and I have another question for you that I want to ask right after that. Yeah. So you know, um, like I started right as social media started. So right around 2008. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, I think this social media thing could be big. And then around 2009, I was like, okay, I'm going to start consulting on social media just because there were, there were people there. You know, there was millions of people signing up for these accounts. Um, so it was like Facebook was really the breakout. Like there was a lot of stuff before, but Facebook was like the breakout. Um, and mm. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was I like mean, okay, my this space could be was real. nothing compared. Yeah, yeah, it was like Palm Trio and then the iPhone, right? Like, it's like a lot of people tried, then Apple came out, right? Like, so mm -hmm. that's how Facebook was. And so um, once, once, and one thing I can tell everybody: people make fun of trends all the time. Okay, I can just tell you, all the money as a solopreneur is in the trends. Okay, anybody that you talk to who's, who's big, you think about it, they ride the trends early. They figure out the trends, they ride them early like, you know, like right now to go out and build a funnel is a hundred times harder than it was three years ago when people oh, were right. laughing at it, you know? Absolutely. Um, and you know, so like, um, it's funny, like things like, you know, a chat bot or things like that, like people make fun of that, but like, it's, it's actually harder now to build a chatbot list than it was, you know, two years ago. And, um, anyway, so, you know, the, the, there's a ton of money and leverage in the trends, but, um, but I think like what, what, what I did was, um, you know, I was teaching companies how to use 
uh, well, we didn't call it digital marketing. Actually, I don't even know when it started becoming digital marketing. We just called it like putting video on a web page <laughs> or using right. like go to, go to, I think it was called like go to webinar or something like that. Like it was like, I remember that. And it was like 400 bucks a month. It wasn't cheap back then. Like it Uh wasn't like 50 bucks. It was super expensive. I remember. Yeah. um, And so like there was no like YouTube live. There was none of this stuff. So it was like, it was super expensive to stream. Um, And uh, so I had a system that I was consulting on. And then, um, so I was doing, I was basically selling a lot of my time through over the phone, having companies fly in or sometimes I would fly out, but um, I, 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 man, I traveled so much in my mid starting tell now I was traveling like three to four days a week for years. Mm-hmm. Literally I was in a hotel three to four days a week. I mean, sometimes six, seven days, like, like it was, I, I, I got eviction notice like four or five times in those years. Cause my landlord at my apartment in LA, he was just like, dude, where the hell are you? I haven't seen you in three months. Yeah. So I started paying rent like two months early. Okay. I paid, I paid in advance two months early. <laughs> Just because I'm like, dude, I don't even know where I'm going to be. But, um, but anyway, um, like w- what happened was I spoke at CES in 2011. And actually Gary Vaynerchuk spoke, was the keynote there. I spoke at a big, big breakout session. But um, one thing that Gary and a lot of people were talking about was that there was going to be this influx. See, like I was in this like mobile app industry, which was mobile apps was like digital marketing now. Okay. Like in the, in like 2008, 2010, it was like, Oh my God, mobile apps is like the, the, the mobile software is the king of the world. Like it's not about hardware. It's about software. And all, like all the CES is about mobile technology. Mo- everyone had a mobile app. Now it's like you go there, it's all AI, all, but it used to be all mobile technology, mobile software. And so, um, so like, um, it was interesting how like Gary and these guys who I never heard, by the way, Gary was about the same. He's probably, probably about five years older than me, but man, he looked like an absolute kid back then. Like he oh, looked really? like, he literally looked like he was 15 years old. And, um, and so he, he was saying how like there was going to be this influx, not just in mobile apps, but all kinds of mobile technology, mobile computing and all this stuff to where it was going to enable a, a solopreneur movement like the world has never seen. And mm-hmm. this is the moment everyone's been waiting for when technology was going to be, I mean, look at what we're doing right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this wasn't even possible like three, four, five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Zoom, so, video conferencing across three states, yeah, and like, live like, on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Like the cost of this has yeah. come down so much. It's oh, incredible. And so like, I knew, I saw this coming. And so I'm I, in 2015, I was like, okay, I'm making a massive shift to take my business to support these solopreneurs. And um, so that was like the big, big shift for me. ClickFunnels was just coming out. Like Shopify was big, was getting big. Like, um, you know, and you just started realizing like this whole industry, it was going to be endless in terms of like what was going to happen, what kind of tools were going to be out there for free. And, you know, um, and so, but the thing that people, solopreneurs weren't going to know is how to run their business. They weren't mm-hmm. going to understand, you know, I knew like, I can, I'm like thinking, okay, there's going to be like millions of these people and they're going to be selling everything from shirts and belts to software and coaching. And they're not going to know, like they're going to be doing $1,500 a month of recurring softwares and all this stuff. Cause they got, you know, this and that and 200 bucks here, 50 bucks there, 30 bucks there, this widget, that widget on the website, whatever. 
but, but hardly making no money at all because they don't understand like how to run their company. You know, mm. they, they, they don't understand like how to build revenue streams and they don't understand how to go from income to wealth. And they don't, you know, they don't understand like how to um, acquire clients. They don't understand like if they don't have a business model that supports like an automated client acquisition model and like, how do you, how do you automate your company so that you can step away from your company? Like a lot of these oh, kind yeah. of things, like these people were going to struggle big time. So, um, so that's where, that's where I came in. You know, it was like, I remember hearing Gary talk about it and I was like, number one, I was like, who the hell is Gary Vaynerchuk? <laughs> so funny. I literally remember saying that to somebody. Number two, I was like, I think what he's saying is true. I, I was like, I think this is going to, this is going to be huge. And I was like, I think, so I wanted to like get on top of that. And cause I, I you know, one thing I've noticed is like, if you stay where the leverage is, like there's leverage in certain industries. And if you can move to the highest leverage industries for every hour you put in, you're going to get a higher return no matter what, you know? So like I could have stayed, like a lot of people told me like to stay in the cell phone industry. I was like, no, there's not enough leverage. It's becoming a commodity. Then it was like mobile software. And then it was like, uh, man, you're one of the top mobile software people, blah, blah, blah. But then it became social. Like, no, I got to go to social. And then it became like, digital marketing. Now it's digital marketing, right? Like you gotta, you, like, anyway, that's how my life has been. Like, I just try to ride the hottest trend because you know, like I just know, like I have four kids. Okay. Like I don't have, I don't have a lot of time. So like, um, so yeah, I can get the most leverage out of my time and, and also most return back to people if you can stay in, in the highest leverage industry. So I'm really big on leverage. That's like awesome. probably the biggest thing that I talk to people about is leverage. I mean, when I started telling them, that's what I did was I, th- I, s- I said, okay, if I'm going to travel somewhere, it's going to cost me 800 bucks with everything. Well, how do I get the highest return? How do I get the most leverage? You know, instead mm-hmm. of going to a meeting and talking to three people, how do I talk in front of 400? You know, yeah, and yeah. what would I have to do there? Would I have to give away a thousand dollars, literally like show up with a thousand dollars in my hand to get them all to show up? I said, Hey, you know, I'll send them a video and email say, Hey, see this thousand dollars and these, these, all these hundred dollar bills, I'm going to give this away tomorrow. You better show up like something stupid like that. And people yeah. would show this is the stupidest thing in the world, but they would show up, you know? And well, that was a hook. I mean, that was like a, a reason, a compelling reason to come. I yeah. mean, I'm sure that they were coming for other reasons as well. So let, I want to um, pivot just a real brief moment here. You have just kind of, I, th- I would say opened a huge can of worms <laughs> for anyone who's listening they're probably thinking, okay, well, this guy really, James, you know something about building a business that's sustainable, making, building income and not in streams of income and moving from income to building wealth. You understand something about the revenue streams and having a client acquisition model. What would you say to somebody? You've also said the whole thing about doing live events. What would you say to somebody who is, has a level of expertise and they're working through that process of saying, well, I have a business, but now I want to bring it to profitability and I want to get to a position where I'm not just struggling to, to make it, but I'm really impacting people. I'm really bringing in a high profit margin. I'm in a position where it's scalable. I am leveraging right now. Uh, I mean, what would the number one thing I'm just going to, I mean, I'm sure you could talk for the next 500 hours, but what's the number one thing that they would need to focus on to be able to bridge that gap from where they are to where they really want to be? Um, so I think when I think of this question, it's like, to me, um, it's funny you asked for one and I'm going to, I'm going to tell you two. So go right ahead. Awesome. There's a, I could ask you for 12, but yeah, I can, I can give you two and hopefully a short answer is, 
uh, I think about something that is going to be like a wah, wah, wah. But I think about like mindset because most entrepreneurs do not have the right mindset. Um, and then the other thing I think about is a tactical or the proper tactical system, like, like something that's actually executable. Um, so number one, the, the person who says, oh, I'm good on mindset is actually the person who is not good on mindset. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like all top entrepreneurs work on mindset all the time. Oh, gosh, I don't yes. care who it is. I don't care if it's, I don't care if you look up to a, a politician, to Tony Robbins, to your pastor, to anybody, they all work on mindset. Okay. Oh, and yes. I'm telling you, as a person that goes, well, I'm good on mindset. That is actually the person that is not good on mindset. <laughs> okay. Like, um, oh, it's a, it's totally daily. And if you're not progressing daily in your mindset, I think you're stagnating or slipping backwards. I mean, I know it in my own life. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like one thing I tell people is like your environment is going to trump your will every single day. So like, like you might have this will to want to be an entrepreneur or want to do all these things, but your environment, the environment you put yourself in is going to, is going to overpower your will every single moment. So every day of your life. So, so now with technology, you can control your environment so much more. And this is why it's important to stay out of news feeds. Don't just scroll social media and stuff like that, but actually use these to build yourself up, right? Like if you're struggling with self-belief, you should unsubscribe from everybody who's just some random person or whatever and only follow two or three people that help you with self-belief. If you're, if you're struggling with no, if you're in your business right now and you're saying, hey, I need to learn about email and, uh, and chat bots or building a website or building, like whatever that tactic is, you should unsubscribe from everybody and only subscribe to people who, who teach that because, you know, in the next month, you're you, like, you want to, you want to create that and you want to create that environment where, everything you hear is teaching you about that, you know, that mm -hmm. one thing. And, and, and like in life, it might be like whatever you value, it might be like money, faith and family and your business or entrepreneur, like whatever those things are for you, you should have, you should be subscribed to podcasts and YouTube channels and people on Facebook and all these things that, that teach in those areas. And then the moment you move past that, you're like, okay, my email set up. Now I need to work on, um, you know, I need to work on how to, how to do live events. Then you should like find somebody and find people who, who do live events, you know, and trust me, like you could literally just Google search this or go on YouTube and search it and you can find people who talk about it. Um, so, you know, th that's how I kind of break it down as I'm like, you know, people undervalue mindset. Um, and the reason why you need to always every day value improving your mind is because number one it is hard as heck to exist as a solopreneur. Okay. Number two, you're going to get the crap beat out of you every day. There's no one to buffer it. Okay. It's not like at a nine to five where you're, you, you ever look at an org chart? I don't care what company you're in. You're like 3000 people from the CEO or 70 people from the CEO or 30 people from the CEO. Like those are all buffers, right? Mm -hmm. You don't actually get the brunt of the financial risk, like all this stuff. You know, you just have your little thing that you do and it's easy to hide, right? And everybody knows that. That's why people have nine to fives because they, like, they don't want to take on the risk. Oh, sure. Um, and so like when you're, when you're in the solopreneur entrepreneur game, you are getting beaten ahead every single day. You're taking punches to the face every day. And oh, I yes. tell people that like, I'm like, look, you might want to join like our 20 or $30,000 program, but I have a question. Can you get hit in the face and how many times? <laughs> Cause that's the honest reality It's like, yeah, you might be skilled and all this stuff and have a whatever, but I'm just saying like, if you can't get hit in the face a whole bunch, you're probably not going to make it. Cause mm -hmm. like, it's going to be hard in the beginning. There's people swinging at you every day. Okay. And so like you, you like, you know, think about like in a fight, like in a, in a boxing match or whatever, it's like, you know, you, you fight and then you sit down and think about, damn, I just got crap beat out of me here. I'm going to do this again. Another, you know, ding, 
okay, here we go. You know, that is seriously how an entrepreneur is. Like, and you got to think, okay, they got me last six rounds, but I got them this round, you know, and everybody's <laughs> going, man, I don't even know how she's or he's standing right now, you know, right. But that's how, that's how you make it, you know? And, um, and you have to see every single, every single obstacle as the opportunity, as the way, as like, this is what it takes. This is this, you know what I mean? Like versus like, Oh my God, I got my crap beat out of me and I'm not going to make it. And I didn't make it last time. And I'm not, you know what I mean? And so I'm just saying like the mindset is big. And the other thing is, you know, I just think tactically at the highest level, I think that <clears throat> people need to have a, a, a system online where they add value. Okay. Now add value is like one of the most overused phrases on the internet. I, I've broken it down this way. Adding value nowadays is about sharing micro systems. Okay. So here, here's the thing with, with adding value. If you think you're going to get online being a, a new person and start sharing like high level thought leadership stuff, no one cares about that. No one cares about it unless you're like Tony Robbins or somebody mm -hmm. big. Um, see, like, like the more it's interesting, the more you actually ascend in your career, you actually become more of a thought leader naturally because you work on mindset, mindset becomes, you have these mindset revelations, but when you're just starting out, like no one, no one catches on to that with you. But when you say, okay, um, I'm going to teach you, um, you know, a, a website that can help you instantly know all your competitors online, what kind of traffic they get and how you can steal their traffic. Let me show you that in the next five minutes. Like, see how it's like a micro system. It's a little teeny system, three mm -hmm. or four little steps. But man, I'm telling you, a lot of people will suck into that and they'll be like, oh my gosh, this person is delivering so much value. And you might think, yeah. when, you, when you go to like jot this stuff down, like I, I write down notes. These are, all, these are all content ideas that I'm going to publish. Nice. When I write down notes, like those don't seem as sexy as like, you know, um, you know win the day, you know, or something like that right. leadership thing. But it's like, trust me, if I just go out and say that, no one cares. Everyone's like, dude, yeah, good job. But, no, but, but when you really like share some microsystem, um, this is how you really build goodwill online because the reality is not very many people are doing it. Not many people care that much. And also just truthfully, not that many people know that much. <laughs> like, you know, and so yeah. it's like, you just have people who, you know, they want to help, but they don't know that much, you know? So if you can get out there and share that stuff, it's, it's, it separates you. And, um, I think we all have that hunger to know more, but, I think as we age, we start realizing the huge gap that we don't actually know. And we, we lower that barrier and we start looking for information outside of ourselves. And I think that's where um, we start becoming teachable and we can actually grow. So yeah, James, this has been awesome. This has been very awesome. We are at the top of the hour here and we need to go ahead and wrap up. So what I want to ask you next, Bruce, is there anything that you have burning on your mind that you want to ask before I um, just ask where people can find him. I mean, I would love to continue this conversation all weekend. Oh, I mean, I mean, oh my God, I'm trying to catch my breath there, James. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for everything. Um, I, I don't think we've had a podcast that the time's gone by so quickly. No, absolutely and not. I, <laughs> and I think the greatest thing that you've said, James, is about the uh, the micro content. I mean, I thought you had said a lot of great things before, but um, I, I'm an old teacher uh, coach. Uh, I did a lot of that kind of things. And the analogy I see here is, you know, everybody wants to be the great player. They always want to be the great player, but it's the people that can take the small fundamentals. Like how do you take that first step? How do you, how do you position your hand under a basketball? 
how do you do all these different things is what makes you a great player. Yeah. And, the, and the micro content is all those fundamentals to get you to be the, the, the bigger influencer in your space. And so that, that last part was really, really good. That's, That's true. You think about sports, right? Like kids nowadays that in, I don't know, basketball, like everyone wants to learn like this big crossover move, but I'm telling you somebody who can flat out just dribble will school that person in an actual game. Yeah. Catch the ball on your pivot foot first. Right. Catch, right. Catch it on the proper, the proper pivot foot. And then you can worry about the crossover. Right. You know? But everybody wants to, you're right. Everybody just wants to get to the show off move and let's go. Yeah. Oh, um, that's awesome. Um, so this has been fabulous. Tell our listeners and us how we can find out more about you, where we can go and just, if you could just highlight the, the ways that you work with people, like two or three ways that you work with people, that'd be awesome. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So <clears throat> jamesmiley.com or jamesmiley.org has all my stuff. There's basically like four different levels. Um, there's like just some free stuff. We give out like free lead systems and stuff like that. I know a lot of people are just starting out. Um, we also have two mentorship programs. Both of them are under a hundred dollars. Um, and they're really good mentorship programs. I'm actively involved in a live capacity in both of them. And then for people who are looking for like six figure, seven figure growth, um, I'm only taking on about 20 students a year now. I was taking on a whole lot more, but, um, but uh, we do have a one-on-one -on -one coaching program for those that are looking for that. Um, and once again, it's not for everybody, but if somebody's really looking for that, um, we, you know, we do have that as well on there. And um, a big way that I, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm really big into par partnerships and stuff like that. So I actually, I'm an owner in six different companies right now. So that's the, about half of what I do is help manage other companies and stuff like that. But, but in terms of my, my program, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm really big into like, like I've been saying mentoring, giving my time, showing my face, getting in front of people. Like I don't care if they're spending $7 a month or whatever, all the way up to whatever. Um, I just know like the times of my life has been changed the most is when I was able to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. oh. oh, that's awesome. So awesome. James, this has been absolutely fantastic. And thank you so much for taking an hour and carving that out of your day to just really be able to share such value with us and our listeners and I can see that you are giving 150% in everything that you do. And thank you just for making this super meaningful for us and, and the rest of our audience. So I appreciate you. Appreciate Bruce. Appreciate both of you guys. And Bruce, thanks for everything you've done um, in your career and in your, in your industry. And appreciate you, man. Thanks for thank having me on. Thank you, buddy. Looking forward to seeing you again. For sure. Awesome. Well, in closing, remember, success leaves clues. So model the successful few, not the crowd, and build that life and business that you love. Discover the secret of how to earn a return on the same money in two places at the same time so that you can strengthen your investment returns. We've created a free guide for you that explains the top three things every investor needs their privatized banking system to do. Go to themoneyadvantage.com slash banking, put in your name and primary email address, click the send my free guide button right now and we'll see you on the inside. Thank you for listening to the Money Advantage podcast. Today's show notes and resources are available for you on themoneyadvantage.com. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or desire to speak with a qualified financial professional after listening to today's podcast, we encourage you to reach out to us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com or check us out at themoneyadvantage.com. The opinions and views expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation of any specific product or service. All investments involve risk, 
and a potential loss of principal. Kalos Capital Incorporated nor Kalos Management Incorporated offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a tax advisor or attorney for advice regarding the impact on your portfolio. Securities offered through Kalos Capital Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB, and investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management Incorporated, and registered investment advisor, both located at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia. E3 Consultants Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Kalos Capital Incorporated or Kalos Management Incorporated.